When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back. I want to say happy Halloween, but by the time you guys listen to this, it will be November, what, like, 6th? (laughs) Happy voting week, I guess. Oh my god, yes, early voting. I need to do that today. That's my... I have so much shit I need to do today. God damn it. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Sorry for sending you in a spiral, but No, I just got so stressed. Um, Well, you have until next Tuesday. It's true. It's not that big of a deal. November 8th, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but vote. Even if you can't do it early, which you might not be able to by the time this comes out, but please vote, you guys. Get your You're going to get a million DMs like, oh, I can't believe you made this political. <laughs> well, at least we didn't take as much liberties with our voting plea than the topic we're going to talk about today. My God. I know. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone actually DM'd us and told us not to watch The Watcher <laughs> because it was bad. Whoever <laughs> sent that DM, thank you. We I know, did they anyway, were looking out. We but... didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, we, we, I was going to avoid it, but everybody, it's like taking over. And I feel I was like, okay, The Watcher will come and go. Everyone is watching The Watcher. Exactly. I'm about to send a letter to Netflix being like, how dare you? I know. Like, I went through stages because at first I was like, okay, this is fun. And then I was like, this is mind-numbingly stupid. And then I was like, it's fun again. And then by the end, I was like, ugh, what? I feel like it's a thing. And I, it, it was just the moments when I was like, oh, Jennifer Coolidge is fun. And that yeah. was kind of just all my vibe. But like, also, I'm like, <sighs> okay. Because like, we got her major fun return in The White Lotus. So I wasn't as like, oh my God, Jen is here. I'm kind of like, I know. I feel okay. like she just played like a parody of herself 100%. where every, everybody was like, I, I also liked Naomi Watts in it. But like, everybody was so weirdly preoccupied with her sex life, particularly Jennifer Coolidge, who's like, have you gotten that dick yet? Like, constantly. And it's like, okay, they're a married couple. Like, can you fucking, re- like, Wait, stay out of it. Point, you barely know this girl. There was, and we're going to do a little context for anybody who is like, didn't watch The Watcher, has no clue what The Watcher is. But to that point, there was also like, every episode, they had random parts where they would just be like, moans in bed for 40 seconds. And I'm like, why is... The, why are we like focused? I mean, like, like, I don't get the point of that as well. I know. And they also, I thought finally they would like, you know, they would have their intimate moment once the watch, like they moved no. out of that. They never, it was like blue balls for real. I was yeah. like, I want this for you guys. But like. <laughs> it's CBS's blue balls. Blue Bloods <laughs> is canceled, but blue balls is yeah. 10 season arc. <laughs> I know. But I did, I did like the cast. Like, you know, Naomi Watch, Jennifer Coolidge. The guy, uh, Bobby Carnival, Richard Kind, yeah, Bobby Carnival. Oh, I call yeah, yeah, him yeah. Hot Brad Garrett. So 
Yeah. <laughs> that is fair. I also do everyone's like, this is the performance of his career. And I'm like, was it? Is it? Like, that's it? Like, that's kind of a bleak career. I mean, yeah. I also liked him in um, Nine Perfect Strangers. Kind of the same vibe. Mm, I did not like that show. I did not finish it. It was it was not good. You didn't miss anything. But yeah, this is like part of the Ryan murphy sense of Netflix because he did this and Dahmer. Yes. And I guess maybe he's just leaning into crime on Netflix? But I guess well, he doesn't he crime. do like a American, American crime. crime story? Yeah. And like, was that the Versace assassination? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I watched part mm-hmm. of that one. Yeah. And I guess like Glee has, you know, Glee. Just, he, a crime on all of our iTunes in 2009 because it's what I, the amount of money I spent on iTunes for <laughs> Glee versions of songs is That's amazing. I thought I was the only person who still used iTunes. Wow. I mean, I have not, I did not, I do not use it anymore, but I used it in 2009 when. Okay. That was an embarrassing admission for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In my defense, like I didn't get unlimited data on my phone until like, I don't know, a year or so ago. Oh, okay. So it was fucking rough. Like I had, I was literally buying albums on iTunes so I could listen to it while I was like on a run or at the gym or something. So. Oh, it was bleak. Okay. Yeah. It was bleak bleak for me, you guys. Yeah. Also, oh, I guess because the data of Spotify. So I was like, that's yeah, Spotify's t- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, I'm I'm kidding because like I could also have just gotten my own phone bill, but why would I do that? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely that's not. like I. It's almost because that's almost as simple as oh, I would have just I could have just left this house the second I got a letter or something like that. Yeah, no, sometimes you carry through. Mm-hmm. You just you just run around in bathrobes. That was also the funny thing. They was so two thousand y of this, where it's like, why is he always in like a large robe? running out to like why are you mailing my letter like yeah there were some parts where it felt so character like well cheery. all of the neighbors felt just like i'm like have you spoken to a person ryan murphy <laughs> like have you ever I had actually, a neighbor he's so rich he might not have had a neighbor in 15 years right he's like this is how they act right yeah. they're constantly on their property and acting like you're the asshole and I have when to they're say, trespassing like hmm they did not do westfield justice yeah, like I think it's so interesting because they basically took the number of the house mm-hmm. and the one letter re- from the actual events. Everything else was totally made up. And I'm kind of like, why did you? I, if I was like the town of Westfield, I would be considering suing for defamation because I'm like, <laughs> there was no reason to ground this in a real town when everything was so made up and ridiculous. That's the thing where I feel like people are, because now so many people are going there, like my mom and her friends literally. Yeah, she like drove because I we grew up next to near Westfield, but my mom's friends now where she lives, they've never been, so they did like a little like ride up there, and I'm like, lol. Now so many people are going to Westfield, New Jersey, to like drive by this house, but I yes. also am probably so I feel like people are gonna be like, oh, let's go to like where like the Lake Beach Club house thing is that she joined. That's not in Westfield. There's no large lake. There's a lake. It's next to a library, and also the, what they did get right is energy. There is kind of snooty, all up in each other's business neighbors. I feel like whenever I would but drive those by. People seem snooty they that just seemed the like weird weird and also why did they have like retro beach chairs for their front lawn i know get an adirondack chair come on be civilized no but that's the thing exactly yeah there i mean the neighbors were all very like weird in a way that no real human would ever act no and there were just constantly times where i was like okay but why don't you like point out the weird thing that's that this person is doing or whatever and there was Mia Farrow's character who it kind of became comical where she was just like, well, you're not being very neighborly. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for kicking a stranger out of my out house. Of my ha- That's not neighborly. 
okay, I guess I'm not neighborly. Yeah, I would say it kind of felt, and I feel like it, because it, it was a really good cast, I think a lot of it was chalked up to the writing or, like, the director's notes on it, because I'm like, why are they being so, like, cartoonish and, like, soap opera-y? It was so cartoonish. Because I'm just kind of like, I'm like, this is Mia Farrow, like, she's, I, I know she's a good actress, like, why yeah. is she being like, Gah! like, it really did not make sense. <laughs> It was so weird. It was it was very weird. I mean, I needed something to watch on a plane, so clutch for you. It was perfect. So just a quick like we'll do like a light overview of it. Yeah. Because we did an probably, episode about this. Yes. Twenty eighteen or no, twenty nineteen? Yeah. It was probably twenty eighteen because that was when the cut article came out. Yeah, something around that time. But uh just for like people who are like, I don't know what you just who why is Mia Farrow on Netflix with a house and a and a and a lake? So just like the briefest Overview is that like the Watcher House, it was 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. So they got that right. <laughs> Which I'm like, da- well, now I'm wondering if somebody will buy the house because of the show. Like, you know, some true crime people. I wonder. I still would not want to buy that house. Even though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I could be the person who's oh. like, well, I can't afford property otherwise. So it needs to either be a house <laughs> where somebody like got murdered in or like some creepy letters that aren't harmful. Well, you also... You know what? This might be embarrassing to say. I'm pretty bad at checking my mail. So, uh, like, the watcher, like, they could send me letters. I would just be like, oh, shit, when was Because the-? they didn't date Mark any of it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't get that. Yeah, right? At, at a certain point, I was like, I get why you keep opening the letters. But also, I would stop to stop mm-hmm. giving them the satisfaction because they're watching. It's almost like when, like, you have a friend who gets the text like, oh, I just kind of like you more as a friend, like we didn't click. And then they ask like, well, what didn't you like about me? And you're like, why would you, why are you setting yourself up Seriously, Why are you watching the watcher being watched? Yeah. Yeah, it's too much. And also, why are you having a teenager install your security system? (laughs) I had a lot of questions about that. Also because the, I'm sorry, but like Bobby Cannavale had a line that was like, the daughter was not. So basically like when the show starts, he, he has a remark, like she's not even 16 yet. And then all of a sudden, and the 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 alarm guy's nineteen. And then all of a sudden, she's sixteen. But like they didn't mention it had been her birthday, and we're supposed to be mm-hmm. cool with this. Really, I'm like I don't think I I don't like that. Oh, and then the one when it's like sixteen, but doesn't that make it fun? I'm like, why are we what, gross? What, what, yeah. Oh, like they could have made him eighteen and her sixteen or seventeen, and yeah. we'd be like, okay, fine. There also was a lot of like weird, like every. I feel like all of her dialogue was about like. Her parents being like, why are you wearing lipstick? And it's like, what? Like- I know, like fucking lipstick. That's your biggest issue. Have you been on TikTok? Like, yeah, he does. Cause that was, I think, was like the first line when she's <laughs> like, I know you don't see your friends in person. You're all on the TikTok. And I'm like, why is this so outdated? I, like- I know. Even my dad knows what TikTok is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's because also that's like them being like, that's like a, like a website basically for a parent. They know what that is. A website for a parent. And so also yeah. that's affecting him being partner because he doesn't bring an Instacart. Facts. That happened. So yeah. true. Anyway, sorry. We'll we'll get into the case, you guys. And then we'll talk about our reactions to the That's show right. if we <laughs> have time. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. 
And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. But to Sarah's point, the reason why people might still want to buy this house is because Westfield is nice as shit. Yes. It is very affluent. It was the Starbucks town to my Duncan town. Shout out to anybody who grew up in Cranford, New Jersey or around <laughs> that. I think there is a Starbucks there now, but back in the day, that was the big thing where it's like, oh, do you have a... Well, at least I don't know if this was anywhere else besides New Jersey, but people would be like, oh, that town, they have a Duncan there, right? And like that would be how they indicate like, my town's better than your town because we have a Starbucks. Oh, like the Starbucks versus Duncan? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just like, whatever. We're five minutes away from each other. But they also had a Trader Joe's, and they also had a really nice town. Ooh. And it was very, very bougie, very nice. Whatever. We're we're a Duncan family over here on this right? pod, yes! so Duncan heart. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm literally also- drinking it right now. So oh, and I have to say, the egg and cheese wake up wraps. They're yes! so good. They're oh my god, so- I got one of those today. They're my favorite. And someone I saw a tweet where someone was like, "It tastes like if they 3D printed all the food in it." And I'm like, "Yeah, and that tastes fucking amazing." <laughs> And that's why I like it. That's fucking it's hilarious. It's so good. It's like a little, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the average uh, household income at the time of this was around 200K. I would assume it probably might even be up because true things are going up, up, up. And it's like literally, well, even they like the they mentioned this in the show. It is truly, I'd never heard of a single thing happen in Westfield besides Joe List, but that was. Yeah, John List. Well, <laughs> John that, List, okay, yeah. that was another weird thing. They incorporated it, but but not. And with the wrong we'll name, yeah, yeah, we'll get to, yeah. I even had to Google, I was like, is that who you were referring to with all this? Yeah. Yes. So buying a house in this neighborhood was highly sought after, because it was like a status thing, because, I mean, A, owning a home, but then being like, oh, yeah, we live in Westfield. Bah, 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 oh, yeah, bah. it's like, nice, I'm sure they have, like, great schools, blah, blah, blah. Oh, very, very good schools. They, yeah. Good schools, good sports teams, they kind of got everything, they got, they got a lot over there. Shout out. I'm not saying I, I, I don't I don't think I would ever live in Westfield just because I don't really know if I want to live in the suburbs. But if I had to live in a suburb, this one is pretty nice. That's but uh, the neighborhood um, had a lot of money and a lot of ego. OK, they got the ego right. I don't think they appropriately captured like rich people on the show. They captured like like weird ass people with nothing to do, which rich people can be. But like they were all just like way too aggressively in each other's faces, I felt for it to like resemble reality. It is that thing, and like I feel like this is me saying this with my Duncan in a studio apartment. I feel like a suburban. Ri- they got like, um, and I think it might just be the Jennifer Coolidge thing. The richness they did was kind of like, oh, they have so much money they don't know what to do with themselves. Versus, True. I feel the main family kind of surmised it was like, oh, families that like could afford the mortgage on this house, but they're not like rich, rich type of thing. So they, yeah. they kind of missed the mark of like. Of a suburban wealth, I almost feel like. I No, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm like, why is everyone at a... Why is she, I'm like, 
with your ceramic pots at the country club. I'm like, what's, I, I was getting so confused. Yeah, I don't know. I was just getting annoyed. I'm like, Naomi, what's, what's happening? But uh, the house was a six-bedroom colonial-style home built in 1905. Very gorgeous. I have seen photos of it, and I have driven by it. And it was bought by Maria and Derek Brados in June 2014 for 1.35 mil. And they put about 100K in renovations into the home. So much. And like, that's also, I mean, you have to do that for a colonial, but it is also like, I, as to me, if I was point, it is a historical building. Uh, in June 2014, <laughs> they, res- well, that's also, it always makes me so sad when you see like, like, oh my God, this house is so gorgeous and it gets knocked down for like, I know that's not what they're doing. They do like, that all the time in like the neighborhood I grew up and they put yeah. up these like gaudy, like mobster mansions. It fucking sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, who even lives in that? Like, what is this for? Yeah. You're like, why do you need 17 driveways? Like it's no, not. No, literally. <laughs> who is, what's going on? Uh, but the, so then they bought it in June 2014. That same month, they received a letter from someone called The Watcher before they had a chance to move in. And they would receive four letters between June 2014 and February 2017. And that's what's also really interesting. And I feel like all the reviews of this show has been too. It's like, yeah, this is crazy. But like, this was a short period of time with not like the most things happening. So I get why Ryan took some leaps and turns for the show. But yeah, kind of interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we can read part of the letter because they used the first one, I think, almost like verbatim. Exactly. Yeah, I want to say. Or like, yeah, because they, they didn't, t- yeah. And it was like, the dearest new neighbors at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did the house call you with its force within? The house has been the subject of the family for decades, and now it approaches its 110th birthday. And then the letter says, I have been in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. And it was mad that they uh, flooded the basement and the boulevard with contractors so they can destroy the house. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Bad move. You don't want to make the house unhappy. The house is crying from all the pain it's going through. You've changed it and made it so fancy. Okay, wait, me and Sarah are the watcher <laughs> from like five minutes ago when we're like. Because <laughs> we hate change. Yeah. <laughs> wait, literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all the watcher. Um, yeah, and the 1960s were a good time for 657. Now, this is also like every Facebook set is. The 1960s were a good time when I ran room oh, to yeah. room. Oh, yeah, if you were if a very life. specific kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> and this house at 657 Boulevard, the 60s were a good time. Yeah. <laughs> 657 Boulevard was at Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. They were, li- this house was living it. <laughs> and I think what rightfully so probably freaked out the parents the most is that when it was like, the house was full of life and young blood. Then I got old like my father, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. And then it's like, you have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three. Are there more on the way? Do you need to fill the house with young blood like I requested? And everything like that. And then it kind of just sets them up to be terrified because it's like, was your old house too small? Was it greed? Once I know their names, I would call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by every day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see. Maybe I am in one. And Kind of just always freaked them out and said, let the party begin. The Watcher. Creepy. Very creepy. And I always thought the creepy, or not creepy, but uh, you never know because sometimes you hear it a lot of the suburbs that like swinging happens a lot. This is not a swinging letter. It's a watching letter. Swinging letters? Well, they do like the upside down pineapples. That's what I was about to say. Which now, like whenever I grocery shop, I'm like, am I accidentally, like what am I accidentally signaling to people that I'm into? <laughs> right? That's so you know true. I, mean? I, have a, I have a matching set that's just pineapples all over it. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Uh-oh. Maybe I got to stop wearing that one. You might have to. Because unless, yeah. I mean. Well, they're not upside down, I think. Okay. I think. So it's fine. Um, 
But so this the thing about that letter was it was postmarked June 4th, which was before the sale went public. So mm. Derek called the cops and they also emailed the previous owners of the house, the Woodses, and they said that they actually had received one letter a few days before moving out, but they just threw it away. And the police advised the Broadduses not to tell anybody as all the neighbors uh, would be like suspects. So they're just kind of on high alert. Two weeks later, another letter arrives. And that's also an interesting switch to before we jump into the second letter that the previous tenants in the show, they had their whole life ruined from the letters. Yeah. Or did they? Because that guy was like a liar. I don't even know what that was about. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, the letter, it doesn't even get that much more threatening. It just says, you know, 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Braddis family. I think they misspelled their name. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. You know I will be watching. So at this point, they stop bringing their kids to the house. It's also like, dude, it's the school system, not the greed. And the pool. I didn't even. I don't even know if the real house has a pool. I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, also, like, I don't know, is wanting a big house like greed? I mean, in this show, they emptied out their retirement accounts, which was very I, stupid. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe for that. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Carnival, he does play an amazing character. It's someone who is bad, who is like kind of like a frantic lawyer who's like, yeah, I'm going to do like he, he played that. So part bad. Of that, so yeah, so bad. So then um, so they stop bringing the kids to the house and then they get a third letter several weeks later. That's basically just like, where are you guys? Where and- are you? <laughs> it's like, imagine it was like a tele- <laughs> like, um, yeah, like one of those like automated singing cards. Like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I'm shocked Ryan Murphy didn't the, with the liberties he Seriously. took liberties and justice for all he I'm shocked <laughs> he did not have a Blink-182 moment yes I know that man thinks he's Thomas Jefferson um, <laughs> one of the only clues that they find is that the letters have been processed in Kearney which is in northern New Jersey mm. and so about the third letter they they were still kind of like going around to the neighborhood even though they weren't moved in and they kind of learn about this one family nearby who's like, there's this 90-year-old woman and all of her adult children live with her since the 60s. One son is like a little bit off. They bring him in for questioning, but there's no evidence. So Derek starts his own investigation and sets up cameras, hires a private investigator, contacts the FBI. This is a case for the FBI. And also, he probably hires a PI with actual law enforcement experience. Like, I'm sorry. That lady had a great sob story, but I'm like, no, I want a retired cop as my PI. Like, I don't want some random true crime girly. I'm sorry, but if you guys do want to hire me, I do have some investigative skills. Oh, I mean, that I picked up at school, but still. Okay, (laughs) so you could do some stuff. No, that's what I love that she was amazing at giving monologues. She, yeah, she was great at that. And I want to say she was in like another crime show I might have watched. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was great at just. At like giving her opinion on why someone couldn't be the watcher and like <laughs> yeah, how's <laughs> it? And like meeting at the diner that made me really want a diner. I feel like I know that diner. I feel like I've been there because there's on- only like so many of those. I think it's like on the West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's not really important. So you know, at this point, like oh, that's they- what, the, the Undoing. That was what else she was in. Oh yes, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew there was like, I was like, why do I remember her being involved with like? weird crime shows that I was kind of like, what's happening here? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So at this point, like the suspects are the Langfords who were that like weird family, maybe someone who lost the house in a bidding war Mm. or somebody else who was jealous. They couldn't afford the house. 
And then it went silent for like a year. They still didn't move in, though. Um, they were living with Maria's parents all while paying mortgage and property tax. Oh, oh, um, oh I know. So then they decide that it's like not worth taking the chance that something might happen and decide to sell. So they actually don't disclose the information about the letters. And then well, I mean, they're just like, yeah, bye. Yeah. And then so on June 2nd, 2015, they decide the Woodses should have disclosed their letter and they take legal action. Uh, and this is a mistake, honestly, because like things like, oh, they always come out in a lawsuit. Nobody would have known about this until you put it on the public record in a lawsuit, because exactly. once they did that, the story went viral. And also now how are you going to sell the house? Exactly. Like, And also the thing is, the Woodses got one letter at the end and they just threw it out. That's normal. They're probably just like, oh, this is just... One yeah. letter is like spam. When it's right, like ones, you're yeah. just like, that's a weird prank or something. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. So they kind of, they watched themselves because they published this, like, and then made everyone go. So they kind of had to go back to the drawing board for so many things and everything like that. And kind of also, like, I kind of hard that, like, they didn't really get any answers from it. Like, they were looking at more people, looking at uh, Michael Langford, the guy you were mentioning, Sarah. And, like, it's hard because, like, he said that he was, like, I mean, he's schizophrenic and, like, a quote-unquote friendly neighbor. But would yeah. just, like, peek in windows and walk through backyards. And kind of, I think well, that's also, like, they did, like, that's definitely different from like writing semi threatening yeah. letters. The weird thing too was like, yeah, some of them seemed threatening, but some of them were just weird. So I think there was like yeah. at first the police were like, we can't really do anything about this. Cause, and also it's like, so trace it. Like, and also just kind of like, there was very poetic about the house too. Like, yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing too about the like, what's it called? The show was how. <laughs> was just like how into it the detective was at first i was like okay good for him he actually wants to do the work oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we realized not quite <laughs> i know that that's a good if i did love um whenever they would flusterly walk into the station on the show i know <laughs> or just be like <gasps> the letter <laughs> <laughs> completely 
But also, like, Sarah's like, like, yeah, like, peeking in windows is not writing threatening letters. Neighbors really do not think he could write the letters. DNA test pointed to a woman writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, so they questioned Abby Langford. But since there was literally no explanation, both of them were ruled out. And the family did a ton of work on their own. Forensic linguist. Handwriting analysis. Footwork around the neighborhood. They even look into breaking the Wi-Fi. But realize that's, like, really hard and really illegal. And also, like, I don't, if the watcher was like partying in the 60s, I don't think they're going to break the Wi-Fi. Yeah. You won't break my soul and you won't break my Wi-Fi because I feel like that would also impede in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So then it comes out that another family got a letter around the same time the Broadduses got one, um, but the family just kind of was like, whatever, uh, the same way as the Woods is. And also you're kind of like, mm, so now my house is special? You're sending me a letter now? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like a suspicious car parked outside their house one night. And the woman it belonged to had a boyfriend who played this online game where he called himself the Watcher. So I think that was where they got the inspiration for the security mm. kid and his screen name. Mm-hmm. And they called him in for questioning, but he never showed up. So the cops just moved on. Which I... Ah, what? <laughs> don't take... I mean, A, don't commit crimes. B, don't take that as a pro tip because I don't think that would work out too many times in your favor. Right. Like, if you're like, hey, just you have to come down to the up. station. Mm, no. I hope they give up. Yeah, so it, it's literally that America's Next Top Model thing. Like, I just can't take the pressure. I just don't want to be here. <laughs> and the cops are like, okay, sure. Yeah, no big okay. deal. Um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because of the media circus, I think a lot of the neighborhood at this point had turned on the Broadduses. I think oh, it's yeah. since changed. But there was a point where the neighbors kind of thought they that it was a hoax because they had buyer's remorse. And I had a friend who lived in Westfield who kind of confirmed to me that that was like the sentiment. Like, because people just thought they were shady for continuing to renovate the house and not moving in. And there was also, like, some issue where they, like, they basically, they wanted to tear down the house and split it into two properties on the lot or, like, two houses on the lot. But they were, like, three feet short of that being to code. So they tried to, like, appeal and have it done anyway. And the town was, like, absolutely not. Like, there was, I guess, a meeting where, like, 100 people showed up to be, like, no. Because that would ruin street appeal or whatever that's called. Curb, yeah. Curb, curbside appeal. Yes, curb appeal. So curb I appeal. think um, like that was part of the reason why people thought it was a hoax. Like they wanted to just mm. flip this and make money and then wrote these letters. But I don't really see. They would have had to have buyer's remorse immediately if the first letter showed up to the Woodses before the sale was even public. Like they would have had to yeah. immediately also, be like, just kidding. They would know because they have a history of selling homes. The, they would know that that is not gonna saying that there's sketchy letters coming isn't gonna help your buyer's remorse by selling the house. Yeah, you just sell the home immediately. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, really I don't. That. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, because because was it? Yeah, because they like had, they were, they were big on flipping houses. Like they would do it. Like they did it for a few multiple years in a row and everything like that. So it's not like this was like a a random stretch right. But also, I think that they are smart. Like they know how to do it, so they wouldn't just be like, okay, we're gonna make two homes. Oh fuck, we can't do that letters like i don't think they're gonna they would immediately jump to letters <laughs> yeah who would think of this like harebrained stunt i don't mm-hmm. know and also i think if you were gonna get letters like to try to get yourself out of a house like you'd want to make them as explicitly threatening as possible i think that's true because so right now it's kind of just like they're they're creepy but they're not like right now they're kind of more so giving like werewolf barments Kind of just yeah, like, Oop, werewolf parvets. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky, scary. <laughs> Spooky, scary. <laughs> ah. 
So there were some recent updates where it's like borrowed money to buy a new house under an LLC so it would be private. And LLCs are big in the show version, too. And the thing about that is, like, there are websites where you can find out who owns an LLC. Like, there are also just, like, you know, if you register it with the government. There was so much of this stuff where I was, like, all this information is publicly available. And, like, you don't need a realtor to tell you. Like, also, none of these people ever asked for the name of the LLC. They were just like, oh, LLC, okay. I'm like, no, like, what? And they kept relying on the realtor to tell them who bought the house before them. That is public information. Like, you do not need them to tell you that. You can just look it up on the internet. I just got so annoyed. Annoyed at how, like, and also because, like, he's a lawyer. Like, so, isn't there entire Yeah, you're fucking right. Oh, my God. Because it'd be one thing, like, I understand, like, if if our Naomi Watts, like, Sculptor painter is like, yeah. oh. Yeah, if she's well, not she's up to date on, like, like, whatever the New Jersey version of Acris is, like, yeah. that's that's cool. I get that. But yeah, you're right. The other guy's a lawyer. Lawyer. Like, shouldn't he be like, you can't just be like, fucking LLC. Like, it's it's almost like, uh, like Scooby-Doo. I would have gotten away with it. It wasn't for that darn LLC. Literally. Oh, my God. I couldn't fucking believe it. Because that's, and like, also, if you, like, even when you search an LLC, you get name, address, phone number. Dun, 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 dun. But not in... Watcher Westfield, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah, so it was kind of just like a full insane situation with them. Two and a half years later, they did rent the house with a clause that stated if any letters came, they could terminate the lease, which, you know, that's a, I guess, read your lentral agreements, because I don't know if I've ever signed one of those. And I was like, wait, letters? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, they definitely like put it specially no. in there. Yeah. <laughs> and which is nice another- of them. That is nice. That is nice. And it is helpful, too, because another letter did come. Crazy. Uh, This one kind of had more... They took a creative writing class, I think, is what we determined uh, (laughs) between letters, because it goes, violent winds and bitter cold. Okay, this is Midnight's Taylor Swift. um, And then they also get a little rude to the violent, spiteful Derek. They get so rude. I'm like, who are you? Wench of a wife, Maria. And also, I don't know if anybody else right now, I'm writing down, I need to listen to Maria Maria by Santana after this, because that's on the Um Then it's like, you wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. <laughs> like, also, now it's giving me Helga from like, Hey Arnold. <laughs> right? Move it, Turn football around. head. <laughs> Turn around, you idiots. Hey, you know what, idiot? Turn around. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe no, even spoke to hilarious. me. One of the so-called neighbors. Yeah. And a good move, I walked by the news truck when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you watch from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars. And it kind of said, like, the house survived your attempt and stood strong with army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers at the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved it. All hail the watcher. Then he threatened, like, with some stuff. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe if something has a mild illness and never seems to go away, but maybe make you feel sick one day after day after day after day after day. <laughs> oh, after my day, God. After he day. predicted COVID. I, wait. <laughs> Wait, the watcher. Whoa, yes. The mysterious death of a pet, R.I.P. the ferret, that was in it for like 20 minutes, which was just very bizarre. So weird. Yeah. And also now it's just kind of like the Alanis Morissette song, ironic. Like planes and cars and bicycle crash, bones breaks. It rains on your wedding day, you know? It's rain on your wedding day. It's the watcher when you just bought a house. Yeah. (laughs) The renters stayed. Shout out to the bones of this establishment because they were like, you know what? They were like, they were like, I'm not the wench and the spiteful. I'm just renting here. 
And they, they they were hoping renting for a while would make it sellable. As was going on, the board approved a split lot for someone else in the neighborhood, the exact same thing that they denied for the Broadduses, but with an even smaller lot. That's fucked up. That's... That is... That's why you gotta be neighborly, as Mia Farrow said. Like, that's fucking... That was, I feel like, clearly just personal. Can I say? That's actually true. That's Gilmore Girls energy. Yeah, you gotta, be, you gotta go to the town meetings. Yeah. Derek starts to go a little crazy and writes an anonymous letter to the main people that criticize them, shaming them for what they did to the family. Ooh, Derek. When your whole thing is that you're afraid of people writing anonymous letters, <laughs> you shouldn't write an anonymous letter. Not amazing. And it's like, he kind of became Katie Heron and The Watcher was his Regina George. <laughs> yeah. Like, he spent 80% of his time talking about The Watcher, then the other 20% time hoping someone else would bring it up. <laughs> and not amazing. Not a great look. And that and they look. did that did happen in the show. The dad writes a letter. One of the one of the watcher letters, but he writes it to his own family. But then he also writes it to like other people. Yeah, so which does not help. And then not also a great look, but I guess they're done with it. They sold the house at a loss for like five hundred K in twenty nineteen. Yeah. The new owners have not been identified, but I'm sure people who have driven by have seen them. They're not being watched. Do they? I'm like, we could find out do they unless they bought it through an LLC. <laughs> we can find out. We Wait, can that's find out. True. It doesn't matter. Okay. Then there was like a really bad Lifetime movie about the, oh. the Watcher, and the family was pissed. So they agreed to sell their rights to Netflix. They didn't even cover the loss on the house with what Netflix gave them, but they had like a few conditions. So they wanted their real names not to be used, mm-hmm. and they wanted their family to be different. Like there's two kids instead of three, and I think the kids are a little older maybe in the show. Don't quote me on that. And they also were like, we wouldn't hate it if the house burned down in the Netflix series. Spoiler alert. They didn't get that request, but they got no. the others. Um, they got, yeah. And they haven't watched it, and they're not going to. I also like that they were giving, like, their, like, ideas for the show. They're like, okay, wait, Ryan. They're, like, emailing Ryan. Hey, babe, great idea. He's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I know. I think that would have been cool if it burned down. Because instead, it was just like, okay, spoiler alerts. Right now, we're going to talk about the ending. Well, because, also, actually, before the spoiler alert, in real life, like, the case is still unsolved. The Broadduses, I think, kind of want to do, like, genealogical testing, on, like, the DNA on one of the letters. But, I mean, yeah, in real life, this just hasn't been solved. I do think that now the neighbors have kind of turned and they've said, like, okay, we don't think they, like, did this, but they don't know who it is. And, yeah, spoiler alert for the show. I was, like, annoyed because I felt like this was so loosely based on the events that they could have actually given us a watcher. And also because... They could have just said at the end with the little credits, like, the real story remains unsolved, but give us an ending that's, like, at least, like, because so much of it was overdramatic and, like, different. Yeah. I would have liked some closure. I agree, like... Because I understand when there's not closure in an IRL documentary, because that is life, but, like... Yeah, but there also wasn't, like, no closure in an interesting way. It was just, like, this person's yeah. the watcher. No, they're not. Now it's this person. No, it's not. And it's like, okay, well, then who the fuck is it? I still think it's that John Graff guy. Mm. What's interesting, too, is I was reading reviews about it, too. Well, the one thing is, I'm like, why don't we all just let the detective or the the PI let that story be the story? You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely suspected her for a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then what people are saying is, the watcher is whoever's in the house, and it just gets passed down. That's what I was thinking. That's kind of how it felt to me, because yeah. they all just, like... And, like, they were even watching it after at the end and everything like that. Totally. So everyone totally. just gets involved with that house and then starts watching it. But also then I'm like, I need to like 
think of ways that this weird Netflix documentary show I sat through ended. No, give me an ending so I could just be done with it. I know, like, you guys have the opportunity to, like, wrap this up with a nice bow, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. And it made me laugh, too. I wonder how much this, he was like, okay, let me make everybody miss New York because he has American Horror Story New York City coming, so then everyone's gonna run to I'm me. like, also, what is that? Is that just Port Authority? I don't understand. <laughs> American Horror Story is, yeah, Port Authority, and then also... Anywhere in New York on Halloween. So perfect Facts. Rye Murph. Yeah. <laughs> it's like funny. Like, I think it's a fun watch if you throw don't have expectations. Yeah, throw it on. And like, just, it's a good, I feel like, passively, what, like, just like putting on like while you're eating dinner or something like that or zoning out from reality. Yeah, for sure. And that's what TV's all about. <laughs> that is. I thought, it, I thought it was like kind of fun, whatever. It was fun. It was silly. It was silly. Because I think I went in wanting like more of the story. But then when I had realized I was not getting that. I'm kind of like, okay, this will just be like a whole, it'll be its own separate thing aside from the Watcher. Right. But then I wish they took even more liberties than they yes. did. Yes. But, you know, like whatever. Spooky, spookier. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that, I I mean, I the the part that I went with, and I get like, um, but it doesn't really go with the first letter that was sent before them, but maybe it did. If someone who wanted just to buy the house at a loss, like. I, yeah, I think it's probably that. Yeah. Because real estate makes people crazy. Yeah. It does. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe somebody who lost out on the house mm-hmm. or, I, yeah, or a neighbor who wants to buy the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I That, that kind of just makes the most sense to me. Because also Agreed. if it was someone in the, like, who was around in the 60s, I don't think they want to be sending letters right now. I think it's like, this is the purpose. Yeah. And then no, also agree. what I was thinking, too, is like, because when it's like, oh, they know details about the family and kids and stuff like that, they probably have kids in the school. But they wanted the house with the bigger house, so they knew like more details. Ooh, about I could see that. I mm-hmm, could see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And for like, I don't really know what if they get found out. I guess the it's threatened. Could they get arrested for being threatening? They could probably, yeah, get arrested for something. I but also, then, I don't think the police want to do anything with this because Westfield's just like, no, we're a nice town. We're good. We're good, guys. Little town. It's a quiet village. It's very <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's good and also kind of impressive that one of our old episodes got um we're we're leading the Nef- we're leading the Netflix conversation now. Right? Let's go. <laughs> Let us go. And so you agree with my idea of the who the watcher would be? Yeah, it definitely seems like somebody who wants the house. Yeah. I cuz like I think this is elaborate and weird to just do for like shits and giggles. I don't know. Well, they want the house and you know what I want? What? Some trivia. So for today's game, in honor of The Watcher, I thought we could play a little game called We Are The Ones Who Watch. This is how it's going to work. We watch a lot of true crime documentaries here, and sometimes it's hard to keep them apart. So I have a list of a bunch of true crime documentaries that have been released this year. So these are all very recent documentaries, most of which we have covered on this very podcast. Lord. So I will tell you the name of the protagonist of a documentary. Some of these can be adaptations as well. It's going to be your job to tell me, number one, the correct title of the documentary that covered this person. And number two, what month of this year was released on. Ooh, the month is going to be tough. how much you guys were actually paying attention to these things. Zero. I can already tell you that. Zero. (laughs) And also, do you think I know what month it's been since 2019? No. Like, literally. Someone told me it's almost Thanksgiving. I was like, what? I know. Yeah, we're almost there. 
Well, Danny, you're up first, and here is your first name. I also forget everything. Simon Leviev. Oh, the Tinder Swindler. Well done, Danny. That is correct. What month was this documentary released in? Was that March? Incorrect, Danny. It was February. I almost oh, that was so close. I was so torn because I was like, close. did they do it for Valentine's Day? Oh, <laughs> Very close. Uh, All right, one point on the board for Danny. Sarah, this is your name. Sarma Milngales. Oh, bad vegan. Bad vegan, that is correct. And what month was this released? Okay, I watched it on my flight back from Ooh. Dominican Republic. So it was March. It was March. Ooh. Very well done. That is correct. That It feels like that documentary was released last week. <laughs> yeah. Crazy was in Last March. week, but also five years ago. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's why I'm confused. I was like, we did these this year? What? I know. Every time she comes up in my Twitter, I'm like, it's. it feels like a blast from the past. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That was a, it was a tough watch, that one. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So bad for her. Mm-hmm. Bad week for vegans. <laughs> bad week for vegans. <laughs> All right, Danny, this is back to you. Here's your name. Jerry Cotton. I- <laughs> <laughs> the way I feel like I've never heard this name before in my entire life. <laughs> Sorry to this man. literally covered this on the podcast. Um, was this the girl in the picture? That is incorrect. Oh. The correct answer was trust no one. The Hunt for the Crypto King. Remember? Wow. Now I do. Okay. <laughs> this is the guy from, from Toronto who oh. made like, or he was Canadian who made a whole exchange. Yes. And then he oh. disappeared mysteriously in Thailand. And the guy in San Francisco with, with the house who lost everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Okay. Not, yep. See, that okay. guy pulled a Dean Braddock because he put all his fucking money into crypto, even his retirement. Like, don't do oh, that. Oh, true. Yeah. Basically, just don't cash out your retirement. No. <laughs> That's what I, I learned. But I do want to say this came out in April. Incorrect. Again, so close. No. It was March. Fuck. Yeah, oh. March was a big month that for was, us. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Because I remember we almost did this with uh, Lacey. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Next up, Dorothea Puente. Oh, I know this one. Oh, but it was, I don't know the name of this. We didn't cover this one. It was like. We did. We did? Yeah. Was I on that episode? Okay, hold on. <laughs> like, was I out sick that week? Um, I don't think so. Is it worst roommate ever? That is correct. Oh! Good get, Sarah. Yay. What month do you think this was? I don't know. I'm just going to say January. Incorrect. It was also March. <laughs> Fucking March. <laughs> is that when they got like- I'm triggered. March 2022 equals March yeah. 2020. Wait, that's true. Yeah, I don't know why everything came out on March. That's nuts. Pretty funny. That was that was a crazy. Did you actually watch? There was four episodes yeah. of this mini series. Did you watch all? I of them? tried. No, it was like too much. I watched the one. There was one about there. It was first like an article in um, I don't know one one of those like New York magazine properties, yeah. and right. the guy would like basically exploit tenancy laws to like hostily take over like people's apartments but um i didn't i didn't see that one it was it was good it's a good um october themed halloween thing so love if it you're missing halloween last week <laughs> go, go watch worst roommate ever right pretty fun all right danny back to you here is your name kathleen peterson that sounds like every like um <laughs> I was that I just killed my dad? Incorrect. Oh. The correct answer was the staircase. 
Oh. But that didn't come out this year. The miniseries did. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, okay. Tricky. That's what, okay. Oh. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> yeah, the original documentary came out in 2018, which also feels way longer than Lord. I thought it was. Yeah. Totally. Uh, oh. But the miniseries came out this year. The miniseries I did um, not watch. I have no clue when it came out. What's his face? Um, when, Tony Collette's in it, right? Tony Collette is Colin in Colin Firth? No. Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Colin Firth plays Michael Peterson. Okay. I knew those names off pretty fast. I feel like that comes from something. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I, All right. What month did this come out? June? Uh, Danny, again, so close. It was May. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> You're off by is one month I on all of these. Is it because I base it on everyone watching it on Twitter, and maybe it takes a few weeks for it to ruminate? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes, a little delayed. definitely. Elon all right, Musk Sarah. <laughs> uh, back to you. Here's your name. Sharon Marshall. Oh, that was the girl in the picture. Very well done. Mm. That is correct. And what month? I want to say it was like two months ago, so I'm going to go with... Jill- no. I feel like August is... We were doing ads for it before... Oh. I'm going to go with... Uh, June. Should have gone with your first. No! It was July. Oh. July? Okay. Okay. Darn it. Got a one in pretty 12. Good, pretty good doc, too. This, that one I think this, was good. <laughs> yeah. One of the standouts this year, I will say. So, yeah. All right, Danny. A uh, couple more to go. Oh Here God. is, um, it's one to four right now. So, um, <laughs> anyone's game. Anyone's game. <laughs> Here's yours. Adam Newman. Oh, fuck. Oh, um, wasn't that the, was that the submarine? Uh, incorrect, no. Danny. It was We Crashed. Oh. Adam Newman is the CEO of- Oh, uh, duh. Oh, my God. Okay, but I did not watch that. <laughs> <laughs> In your defense, you did not watch it. Yeah. When everyone's like, Anne Hathaway's great, I'm like, I'll watch the Devil's Prada. I like, don't need to. I heard it wasn't <laughs> that good. Uh, okay. I, I liked it. it. I mean, Jared Leto's problematic, but like his Israeli mm, accent yeah. was fucking spot on. Okay. <laughs> It's a good watch. Did that come out? Oh, that came out. Uh, why do I, I want to? I'm going to go with March because that's when everything else fucking came out. That is correct. Hey. Yeah, no, when in doubt. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah, here's yours. Jan Broberg. Oh, um, friend of the family slash abducted in plain sight. Very well done. Woo. What month? Um, this just came out. So I'm going to say. October. Well done again. It was in fact October. Very well done. Very well done. All right, Danny. Uh, here's your shot at redemption. Here's your last question. A shot at love with Tilskilla. <laughs> Donald Klein. Oh. Oh wait, wasn't that the watcher? What's it? Oh no, I was thinking of Richard Klein. Oh my god. <laughs> He's the ad- That's the funny. Oh my god, because he played the creepy neighbor. <laughs> This one was Our Father. Oh, my God. Movie. Oh. Uh, what, Wait, that what was month? on Hulu, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Hulu. Mm. Oh, my God. Everyone talked about it in the summer. No, this was Netflix, actually. Our Father? Yeah, Our Father. Am I confusing it with something? Okay, okay. Now my Okay. I'm confusing it with something, which is throwing me off. Because I feel like Hulu came out with something with, like, Our Holy or something like that. Um, uh, June? <laughs> if you got a point for being one month off, Danny, oh, you would have won this game because it is May. Oh, uh, all right, and Sarah, this is your victory lap. You have already won this game, but this is the last question. Uh, this is pretty easy, but 
Sonny Balwani. Oh, uh, well, there knows. So what was the show on Hulu? Oh, God. <laughs> the Dropout? The Dropout is correct. What month did that come out of? Okay, I was in my pop culture class, and that ended in, like, May. So I'm going to, uh, did it? April. I'm going to go with April. That is correct. <laughs> well done, Sarah. <laughs> yes. I feel like this is like <laughs> when someone's like, oh, I would be so bad if I were ever interrogated for something and I had to answer what I did like six weeks ago. Like, this is how I would do you'd it. You'd be good, though. <laughs> yeah, I would be, be bad this. <laughs> no, I would be the guy. I just want to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the police would be like, ah, okay. Yeah, we can't that do seems innocent that. behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Danny, you got two out of the possible 10 oh. points you could have gotten. Sarah, you got seven. Damn. Seven out of 10. That's great. That's passing grade. Thank you. Well, you have won this game. All right. It Look makes up you. for my uh, school quiz where I got eight out of 12 correct. Because I just good. rushed through. I don't think it's good. I, but it's, it's like a, eight out of 12. It's, that's above, great. it's just above passing. It's like a 66%. So I'm like, okay. Hey, that's, we're just getting to the finish line of life. Right. Yeah, I'm girl, like, uh, girl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't great, but yay, <laughs> I needed that win. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are now making redemption for that 8 out of 12, but I'm also <laughs> glad that everybody listened to this episode, and I hope you guys did better than me if you played that in your head, but uh, you can let us know, and also let us know your thoughts on The Watcher too, because I feel it's what everybody's talking about, so please voice all of your opinions in Not Another True Crime group or DM at Not Another True Crime. You can follow me on Instagram at CashmoreDannyCashmoreTheGay. You can follow me at Sarah Lameem. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.